born ready. Wow. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How's it going? Welcome to uh, the Jerusalem U Israel Teachers Lounge podcast, where we keep you connected to what's going on in Israel and things that are relevant to Israel that aren't even happening in Israel. Uh, you'll understand that in a minute. I'm your host, Michael Unterberg, here as always with co-host Alan Goldman. How's it going, Alan? Gone great, Mike. All right. Uh, sorry, uh, you just got home and I already have you hooked up to the recording machine. As our listeners can tell, this is a Skype episode because we are interviewing some... Uh, well, Alan, why don't you do the introductions and let our listeners know who we'll, who we're talking to. So the background is this. Early... Thursday morning, which was was Independence Day, Yom Atzmut, I get a text from the president of Jerusalem U, um, Dina, and it says, have you seen this article? Do you see what's going on at Barnard? And there was an article in the foreword um, that uh, Barnard had had this big BDS vote. And I was, it was deep into Independence Day and didn't want to think about these things on Independence Day and wanted to celebrate Israel. So I wrote back to her, um, in essence, don't worry, be happy, I'm Yisrael Chai. Um, but after Independence Day, so we have really have to think about this and what's going on. So we uh, we contacted, I contacted our star student from the Shabbat last year, Orit Guggenheim, um, who's at Barnard this year. And we had actually been texting a little bit before that. She had texted, and I knew she was been active uh, trying to stop the BDS vote from passing and asked if she would come on the show and what was going on there and she invited her friend Sylvie Sanders from Los Angeles to to join her who I assume was also active in uh, trying to prevent the vote um, so they're here and that's why we're not just trying to get onto a podcast right right <laughs> they're here and not uh, in New York they're in New York and uh, and Michael is in his home in Ephrata and I'm in my home in the Husha. And in the, the advantage of the modern world, is we can have this amazing discussion, find out really what on the ground happened at Barnard. Like, well, how you, could it be that 33% of the student body is Jewish and a BDS, and a BDS uh, uh, um, resolution passed in the student government? Hi, it's great to be here. I'm Marit. I'm Sylvie. Um, yeah, so we could start by talking a little bit about... Um, sort of what happened. So a couple of weeks ago, two student groups, um, one is called uh, Students Justice for Palestine, SJP, and Jewish Voice for Peace, JVP, um, created this coalition called CUAD, a Columbia University Apartheid Divest. Um, and essentially they came to the student government of Barnard and presented this idea um, to pass a referendum um, in which Barnard would divest from eight companies that um, are doing some business with Israel. Um, and yeah, so essentially what they were really asking the student government was for the student government to write a letter to Barnard board saying that they would encourage that this referendum passes. So they didn't really have the power to pass it themselves, but they could um, write this letter. Meaning the so, students are voting about whether they should send this letter to the board, yes. and then the board will decide well, if they want to do later. it. Right. Right. That, that came a little later, a little later because essentially um, what could have just happened is that the student government decided not to write the letter, 
or what what really happened was that they decided to have a vote in which students, all students um, of Barnard, could decide whether they wanted this ref this letter to be written. So, um, so that's what happened. Meaning, um, the the these groups presented uh, before SGA and before uh, a lot of students that were interested in hearing about um, about their proposal. And we presented. Yeah. As well. Um, and then the student government decided to pass the vote to essentially create a vote. Um, and so the following week, the group, um, the pro-Israel group on campus called ARIA, presented um, themselves and, and they essentially showed why having BDS on campus would not be um, good for, for I mean, they had a, a very thought out argument but we could, we could probably get into that later yeah yeah we have a whole spiel you guys are in aria the yes yes we're on the general board of aria you're on the uh, general board oh <laughs> but she's right yeah um so after after that a couple of weeks happened uh, passed and then the student vote opened it lasted a week and students had to vote for the, uh, for the student government um, candidates. And then the following um, survey was on, on the referendum. So was insanely device, divided. People were tabling, people were posting flyers, people were reaching out to friends, um, trying to educate people really, because most of the people have no idea about what this is. And and yeah, essentially it was a crazy few weeks for us. We we tried reaching out to as many people as we could just to, to tell them about what BDS was really about mm -hmm. and why it would be so um, hurtful to our campus and to, our, and to students on our campus. And after the week ended, we we heard the news on Yamazikaron, which was not a great um, time for that. But we, we heard that the student vote had passed um, with about 30% of the Barnard students having voting. voted. Yes. 64% voted yes of the... Yes to the referendum, yes. which is yes to BDS. In other words, um, of the 30% of the student body that voted, 60% yeah. of the votes were to that write the letter or to yes. send the letter. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. So that was about 700 students um, who voted yes and about 400 students who voted no. Um, so let me let me. Can I stop for a second? And ask yeah. you, is is thirty percent voting on a referendum a yeah. high or low amount? Uh, the highest, relatively high. The yeah. highest that barn that student government has ever had uh -huh. on a voting. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. okay. So then, what happened? Um, so then, essentially, student government was supposed to sit down on Monday night and decide whether they were going to write the letter. They were going to consider the fact that, um, well, the results of the vote, and then they were going to decide if they were if they wrote the letter or not. Um, that morning, however, um, the My queen. <laughs> Barnard's president, um, Saya Bailak, I don't know how you pronounce Siam it. Bailak. Um, sent out a letter to the student government and to all Barnard students saying that the referendum would not pass. Um, she gave a lot of reasons for it, uh, one of them being that while the there was a the referendum would not pass it, or the board wouldn't listen to mean, any the, the, I mean, right, even if you write like, the letter, we're not going to do it, right? Exactly. That even if they wrote the letter, they were not going to pass the, the referendum. She basically shut them down in a very diplomatic manner. It was 
Yeah, powerful. And so she gave up a lot of arguments, um, one of them being that while there was a clear majority on the votes, the fact that around 400 students voted against it was a very significant thing. And um, um, besides for the fact that thousands of alumni um, signed a petition saying, well, sign, saying basically that they were very upset about uh, whole BS vote even happening. Um, so student government was very, very upset about the letter because it essentially, yeah, it, it really just showed them that their power was very much of a formality, <laughs> I guess. Um, and and so that night they met and they decided to write the letter. Anyways. So that's essentially where we're at. Wait, they did that? Yeah. Are you kidding? Well, do you think they would have been less frustrated had they sent the letter, the board considered it, and then the board said, we're not going to do it? No Which doubt. is more or less what they expected, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't expect to be shut down even before the letter was written. Not by, yeah. at least not even by the president who provided substantially worded email explaining exactly why she would not let this pass, why the community shouldn't let it pass, etc. Maybe we'll put the, 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 the letter up on the... Can you yeah, send that to us? Yeah, of course. Um, yes, I have it. Uh, Ori sent it to me. Oh, cool. So, um, I, I'm a little bit more like interested in the atmosphere on the campus and the students than the I politics between the students and the <laughs> and the administration. It's interesting that, of course, it's also. But I, that's what I like. What do you have to say about that, Sylvia? You said I have a lot to say about that. So, yeah, I really do. So, actually, I was not involved at all in Jewish life before this at all. I was raised atheist. Uh, completely a-religious, had virtually no exposure to anything regarding any religion. Um, but I heard about this... Well, first of all, I had my first encounter with anti-Semitism here at Barnard um, when a girl and I were talking about Wonder Woman, and I was like, oh, Gal Gadot, she's awesome! And this girl goes, no, she's not awesome, and I hate her. Uh, confused, I asked her why, and she bluntly stated, oh, she's from Israel and she's Jewish. That, yes. <laughs> and... Is a Barnard was, student said this to you? Hmm? A fellow Barnard student said that to you? A fellow Barnard student, and that was literally in some of my first few weeks at the school, so you can imagine <laughs> that was terrifying. Um, and that kind of sparked in me a realization that, you know what? I am a part of the Jewish community. I, according to 23andMe, I am 96% Ashkenazi. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. Um, and so I had that new part of my identity instilled from that incident. After that, that was still there, but not quite kindled. What did it is this BDS vote. Um, and... It was rough. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go forth and try to conquer. So um, I wormed my way into Arya. Um, was never formally a part of it. Just was like, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to table. So uh, did that. Describe tabling. Uh, started tabling. What does that mean? Um, okay, tabling is when... <laughs> 
a student organization stands in an area with high traffic and hands out flyers, explains their cause, educates. Um, it's basically a way of educating people about your side. Um, what's fascinating about the tabling that we had, Arya versus SJP, JVP, um, is that we were very peaceful about it. One of my friends who was um, completely uninvolved with this uh, prior to going up to both tables said, I'm voting now. And I said, that's awesome. Why? Why did you come to that conclusion? Um, she came to that conclusion because our table was that much more peaceful. And uh, I was actually harassed by the other table. I walked into the area where they were tabling. The girl um, uh, did her spiel. She said, hi, so um, did you hear about the referendum? And um, I'm actually voting against the referendum, which is when she was set off. And she started yelling, saying that I was guilty for human rights crimes, crimes against humanity, supporting the tearing down of Palestinian homes. And I did not want to fight. I didn't think that would, A, do anything, and B, it wouldn't reflect well on our side. We are literally based on the platform of peace. Um, so I started to turn away and walk, and this girl stands up and starts yelling after me while I walk out of the room and ultimately ran. So that's... And we've been kind of dealing with stuff like that for the duration of this, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, this was this was really a couple of weeks that were extremely hard. Um, yeah, I think... Together. Yeah, well, it really did. But I think um, one of the things that is most hurtful and honestly scary about all of this is how people, how most people at a very good school are simply not educated on the mm -hmm. topic, which is understandable. But then it is just a, a matter of being the first one they hear it from. Yes. Um, I think like any, every student I talk to, And, and who hadn't, who didn't have like a preconceived notion or like a, or just like a decided um, vote, they, all of them voted no. And I think that is basically because what I did was really, and what we all did is just try to say this is more complex than it looks like. And whenever, and that's what, what really puzzles me when people saw these, uh, this vote going on and they saw the way that the referendum was, um, worded it was extremely extremely simplistic yes um, they didn't even mention bds yeah which is again it was it was just misleading at its core but what i what i wonder is how can you see something that is worded in a way that like you would want to make me vote yes and and not wonder where well i know there is another side because we made a lot of noise so i'm sure people knew there was another side and not wonder why is there another side mm. like why What are they saying? What like that just that just sounds wrong. Like at its core, it means that if it's so if it's worth it in such such a simplistic way, then it's wrong. And I think that again, my my um, Israel education growing up was really limited. It was extremely one sided until I came to Nishmat and I got this wonderful education education from JU. Um, but really, I think that one of the biggest um, statements that I, that I can make um, after 
having learned a little bit more about this, and I still have much more to learn, is that this is a very complex issue. And that is something that I can claim confidently. Mm-hmm. And I that, that is the message that I was trying to give out to people and say, this is complex and this is complicated. So educate yourself and really just learn more about this because it's not, it's just simply unfair to word it in a way that that uh, describes this as something that is not complex. And let me see if I'm understanding you correctly. What you're saying is students who came in wanting to vote to boycott Israel voted to boycott Israel. Students who weren't connected to the issue on the whole voted to not support the boycott because they understood it was more complex. Is that what you're saying? So- yeah, I mean, essentially, not not necessarily. I think the people that I talked to, which was I don't know about fifty people overall, um, most of them voted no because they didn't have any previous um, knowledge on the subject. I mean, I'm sure that. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure that I have people. The reverse. Yeah, the reverse. But yeah, I mean, there were a lot of people. Who, so there were. Let's call it bystanders, for lack of a better term. People who come in, they're not strongly affiliated with either side. There were people who voted both undecided. ways. Undecided. Let's call them undecided. The undecided. undecided. Yeah. I, well, by, I know, once I, they I, vote, yeah, they've decided. Personal, yeah. Yeah, I really am speaking for personal um, experience. I know that, I mean, I'm sure people had different yeah, um, I had different experiences, experience, but yeah, from, from my side, what I, uh, what I saw was that whenever I sat down with someone, sent them information and, and whatever, they ended up deciding to vote no. I think it's also worth noting that it depends on the community you're talking to. So if you're talking to um, oftentimes people who are affiliated with um, super ultra-liberal groups, they will align themselves with what they believe is the ultra-liberal ideal in the situation and follow through with that, Um, which creates a lot of groupthink on campus. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that the way that the referendum was um, worded was was directly aiming towards this um, sort of crowd. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, the, the terms that they used and the way they phrased it, it just... It just was. It was just obvious that they wanted yeah. you to feel um, that you were defending human rights and that you were, you know, really standing standing against injustice. And I don't know. At some point, at some point, I posted something on Facebook. I I really hated that I became so active on Facebook, but I guess yeah, me too. <laughs> so this is where I but, remain active on Facebook because of this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But at some point, I I posted what what really people need to understand is that when they're voting. That by voting yes, they're voting against everything they think they're standing up for. Yes. Justice, peace, mm-hmm. nuance, all of it. Dialogue, communication, the sharing of ideas, f- freedom of speech, Definitely. freedom of ideas. The very fact that, the, that the, the boycott argument is worded as, let's shut down the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they... It's so they unliberal. So, yeah. I would, say, I, I would seem to me, like... So what you're what you're saying, what I'm hearing is, is that, I mean, Barnard, let's be honest, is one of the best universities, colleges in in America, right? It's a very top tier university, and that you're finding that there are large groups of students who are not really willing to engage in complexity of issues, but are really following along a group think that says, um, you know, this is a cause, and this, and you have to kind of toe the line. Yes, exactly. Yep, and it was uh, kind of jarring 
frankly, because well, it's I an orthodox it's an orthodoxy to a political movement yeah. rather than uh, an objective consideration of what is really going on, an, an honest attempt to understand the truth. Exactly, it's an alignment with a label that is very popular with uh, our generation these days. Mm-hmm. I think part of it also comes from the technology and the fact that. If you're scrolling through Facebook, a lot of what's going to be shown in the short newscasts that our generation that are basically targeted to us is the side of Palestinian injustice. But we never get ever unless you have like pages that do so the side of Israel. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't see that as well. It's true. So you think the pro Israel world like does the pro Israel world is not a six? Let's be honest. Also, like it may be a little bit reflective. People also sort of claim that against the pro Israel side. Let's say right, right. That there's like this. Oh, Israel's always perfect. There's it's always right. Right. There's definitely there's definitely yeah. that. I think yeah. that on on this campus, I haven't really encountered that as much. I think right. that- that's why I was asking an Arya in like an Arya. Do you care right. that or right? So Arya, I think, is a very middle of the yeah, it is very nuanced. It 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 is pro um, two state solution. It has its own campaign called Invest in Peace. Um, it's definitely. I mean, they invest. I think also in Givat Chaviva. Like they really do try um, to have nuanced conversations that, that are pro Israel. Again, like you can defend Israel with any arguments and and meaning in all sides of the spectrum, and and that's the idea that stands behind Arya. There is another group on campus that I think is worth mentioning that's called SSI, uh, Students Supporting Israel. Mm-hmm. They hold a very different approach to, to the situation, which I, and I think um, they really are both necessary. Um, they target different audiences, which I think is valuable. Um, but yeah, I think... And, Who, and is it? What's the SSI approach? That's so different. I think, I, I like to think of it as a more Israeli approach. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, they're they're very chutzpahic in that sense. They're they're just all out. They're in your face. Um, they're not scared. Yeah, they they hold events that some that I know Ari wouldn't hold. And again, this targets a different audience, and they're just less concerned about PR, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and and they're more about the culture of Israel and how Jews are indigenous to the land, and and just like making these more general claims that I think Ari wouldn't make because, because it has um, these sort of more nuanced... Um, why, so why did you guys be, choose Ari? Right. Why did you guys choose Ari? So I, I do know a lot of people who are actually um, active in both. Um, I think, yeah, for me, I didn't... I don't know, I didn't hear about SSI until late into the semester, and I'm very close with a lot of people in SSI, and, and I go to their events, but... I don't know. I think that for Barnard and Columbia's campus, just as a whole, I see the RE approach a little more, um, I don't know, on point, I think. Um, yeah. I was originally more affiliated with SSI, actually. Yeah. Um, when I started to get involved in this, uh, this sphere, I thought that I was going to be SSI, but realized that what we need on campuses is the... PR Israel approach. I love what SSI does, but um, I realized that in the referendum vote, Arya was the one who was really taking the lead. 
and um, tabling, educating, and I really loved that. Felt the need to do it because, you know, it was scary for everyone. Do you think that being more moderate is more persuasive to people who are don't or who aren't already predecided? Absolutely, because people want to hear that you're not only Israel, but you're also pro-Palestine. Definitely. Now I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the argument of being both pro-Palestine and Israel is something that really grabs the attention of students, especially on a more liberal campus. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I think even if you're not for a Palestinian state, you can say that you want a better life for Palestinian Arabs. Precisely. Yeah. There we go. That's it. Um, I just thought of an example that I think um, embodies essentially the different approaches of Varian SSI. Go for so, it. So, there's something every year um, at Columbia University, which is called Apartheid oh, Week. Oh, gosh. Israeli Apartheid Week, I'm sorry. Oh, dear Lord. Um, it's essentially organized by these um, by these two, two student groups, by CUAD as a, as a whole. It's I mean, they have a display on the main area of campus. It's uh, not great. They have it every year. But last year, I think that um, the way that both of these, uh, both RE and SSI um, approached their approach their display was just really interesting. So SSI had this huge um, table um, right in front of of their of, a, of their apartheid week display, and they built I don't know how, but they had a huge Pinocchio, just what? a huge Pinocchio. Are a you pin- serious? Yes, you can look it up. They had a huge Pinocchio just standing right there in front, saying like they're they're liars. They're lying. They're, they're lying about oh. Israel. Yeah, and because they are. Arya, um, they wanted to target a specific event that they had, which that CUAD had, which is called which was called Zionists are racist, I think. And the way that they approached this was that they started giving out shirts um, that say Zionist, just like really big, and on the back um, it, it has a definition. Like Zionist, um, someone who believes in the self-determination and, and and something like that uh, for for the Jews in the Jewish homeland, something like that. Um, so I think that just really, again, that shows the two approaches and how they're both interesting and useful, um, but they they are very different. So what's forward? Where do we go from here? Well, can I just ask you before we go to what's going forward? How are you feeling emotionally from this experience of arguing and arguing and actually losing the argument in a certain sense? Terrible, but exhausted, <laughs> exhausted, terrible. But also that we really kept up a really good fight. We did, and I think that um, as I was telling some other Arya members, I think that the fact is that. While we weren't able to talk to every single person on this campus, mm-hmm. we definitely showed that there is another side. We showed that. And that was on, on everyone's Facebook. That that was on every part of campus. We made that very clear. And I think that in itself is very, very valuable and important. We all really came together for the cause. And uh, it's just... Yeah, it was kind of magical, actually, how everyone <laughs> supported each other. Yes, Ari and SSI were together. People who had never been on the Hilo building before came, and, and some who were just ideologically opposed to coming. They came just for Aria meetings. Like, it, it really does, um, it really did help with that. <laughs> it's not about winning. It's about making a very big difference, which you guys did. And it changes yeah. everyone. It changes you, and it changes the people you communicated to. Let me ask you a question in terms of understanding... Also, just one say it. it sounds like you guys have a lot of pride in what you did. 
Absolutely. Yes. You should. That's also very important. You should. You should feel that's really amazing what you did. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you. In any in any situation, it's people who do what you guys did that makes the difference. You're you, that's. It's the people who stand by and don't do anything that that allows the status quo to erode, and you guys are fixing you're fixing the world. Let me ask you what if you can understand their mentality. In other words, the people from SJP and Jew what J JVP knew knew that it was very unlikely that the board is going to divest. So, what was their goal? Yeah. So what, their, what was their goal or what was their... What do you think? Uh, Strategically, how would you... Uh, uh, know, knowing what they knew, which was they weren't really going to get Barnard to divest. So right. what was the point? Um, well, first of all, definitely raising awareness about the issue. I think that, um, well, Barnard was the first um, university, I think, that divested from, what was it, fossil fuels companies? Like something related to the environment last year. Um, so they definitely saw the opportunity, yes, to, to follow up on that activism, which Barnard is really proud of, um, and say, well, we could also be the first ones to to uh, come forth with this proposal. Um, even though it's it's been happening in a lot of universities, but I think it's never formally passed anywhere. So I don't... But this movement of students passing it, it, what, it, wasn't it passed to McGill and they rejected it? Yeah. There were a couple places it's passed. I think I don't remember the names anymore. I won't say. I don't but know. I've seen. I've you seen that. Seen. You can count on one hand how many places it passed. What? I think North. Count on one hand how many places it's passed. It, it, it's okay. not successful overall in getting universities to divest. No. It is successful at making an impression in people's minds that Israel must be a terrible, terrible place because there are these movements trying to divest. It must be as terrible as like pumping fossil fuel into. The atmosphere. That's what Israel it's associative. is. It's putting people's minds, associating people's minds, Israel with negativity. Yes, definitely. And I think that um, their main idea was that it's not um, valid to talk to the other side. Yes. The other side is, is inherently not valid because there is a human rights violation and there is nothing else to say. It's, they, simply, it's as simple as that. They were not open to talking to me at all. They knew that uh, I was on one of the people on the forefront on the tabling and a few people who were actually my friends, uh, they still are, they're avoiding <laughs> eye contact with me, which is fantastic. I think it speaks great volumes um, of what's, yeah. what their approach was. Um, it's also important to note that there are definitely some undertones of anti-Semitism, yeah, which has been especially terrifying. And I think I'm always very wary about using the anti-Semitism card, as if to say, like, I don't want to defend Israel because because of anti-Semitism, because I think there is more nuance to that, and I think there are more arguments than that than those, but it is definitely as related. Much as we don't want to well, I, I would say, if, you, if you're criticizing Israel, that doesn't mean you're anti-Semitic. You can criticize any I government. If yeah, you're denying the Jewish people their right to self-determination, yeah. You've crossed a weird line in saying the Jewish nation doesn't have the same right as any other nation. Precisely, and I've had some people who were completely just spewing that information to me. I don't, yeah, I think that I think that saying that that using that argument of being um, anti-Zionist is anti-Semitic, like anti-Semite. Like I, I really try not to use it as much because I think that I mean there is something to the fact that 
saying that Israel has the right to exist implies that it has a right to exist over the Palestinian state. Like, I, I just think there's, there's like, so many layers to that argument that I think um, the argument that I used more and that was, um, I think, really successful was saying the fact is that campus that have um, passed on BDS, which I guess and some of them have passed, or at least they've talked about this, um, have become more anti-Semitic. Anti like, that, that is... There is a brand-based study that I found. It is definitely proven um, that is correlated. And even on this campus, unfortunately, we can say that from the beginning um, of these presentations and this just talking about BDS have, have increased um, the stories of anti-Semitism that I've heard from her, from, from France, everywhere. Even um, a couple of days ago, there was a spam um, attack. Did oh, you gosh. see it? Yes, yes that... Um, that someone sent hundreds of Barnard students these emails saying that 911 was um, was made by Israel. Zionists, by Israel, by American Jews. That, that I mean, that was this is on a campus the, that's a third Jewish. No, you mean 911? You mean 911? The terrorist incident, 911. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was a Zionist yes. conspiracy. And and, and it, it is just impossible not to see the relationship between that and the whole BDS talk that has been going on for the last few weeks. It just becomes valid to, to criticize Israel. And I think that whenever you criticize Israel, and you do it with a good intention of not being anti-Semitic, etc., you have to be very careful and very nuanced. But that just becomes very blurry when you're doing it in such a big scale and like pro-BDS, pro-referendum. And it just becomes so easy to just go into the anti-Semitism um, approach. Well, put. Wow. well, even though we live in an age of manufactured outrage, I think it's important what you're saying, which is you should be able to talk intelligently and clearly with nuance when addressing complex issues without turning everything into outrageous sound bites. That's bad on both sides. Right. Yeah, I agree. Sounds like it's tough to be a college student today. <laughs> it's it not is. easy, but... Uh great community <laughs> i mean like i just joined it and i feel like i have a family here now so you do, you and, do. and it is important i think that it's, it's called the Jewish people that's right <laughs> no and i think that all along we've had this very strong sense of um, purpose and and we understand how important this is and how how this at least symbolically affects um affects israel and affects the american jewish community and the international jewish community and it just really feels as if we're doing something important. You are. You are. <laughs> and now back to Alan's future question. What, 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 going forward, what happens? Yeah. So, again, things are still developing. Like the, the letter from the president and the response was just a, a two days ago. So uh, things are very much still um, happening. Someone was telling me, well, if the policy, because, sorry, um, one of the arguments that well, the main argument that the president used to, um, to to disagree with the referendum is that the Barnard's policy for for passing referendums just doesn't align with this referendum. Mm -hmm. So, if that really is the, the if that really is true, which it seems like it is, then that would hopefully imply that this referendum cannot pass until the policy is somehow um, changed, which is, I think, a very good thing. Um, I believe that these student groups won't stop <laughs> there. Um, I think that um, apartheid week will still be going on, and they might want to find a way to 
bring this Final back on canvas. Yeah. Yes. Um, they had this whole thing happening last um, year at Columbia, uh, but it didn't get to this stage because it was stopped at the student council. So um, rumors are that they, I, I don't, I don't want to give anyone <laughs> ideas, but I mean, I don't think the fight's over, but we are here. We're fighting. <laughs> I think the best thing we can do now is keep up. I mean, if we hear someone say something anti-Israel that we believe to be wrong, we should just calmly disagree but and recognize that they have a point i see where you're coming from but but and then um use that as a segue to make sure our views are heard and still are being heard do you think overall this situation will get much better on american campuses stay the same or get worse i mean i think that's what i I don't know i think that the Public news, the way, the way they see um, the whole thing that har- happened at Barnard, it is going to have a negative effect, even even if it doesn't pass like, technically, and it seems like it won't. Just the impact that the student vote had, and it already went viral, I think that that probably will have a negative impact on other campuses. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, then again, I don't know. Who's to say? I don't know. <laughs> it's in the hands of the future. and well, It's in your hands. To a certain, not all of it, not not you. To be the spokeswoman of our side. Yeah, yeah. It's an honor. It is an honor. Well, well done, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It almost feels weird congratulating you for telling the truth. <laughs> and and no, yeah. but it's 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 almost tragic that you're out there on campus saying hey let's have dialogue where we discuss complicated issues instead of trying to shut down working yeah. towards a peaceful world exactly. but it is so that's the world that's the challenge you're given so good for you it's also not just telling the truth it's having the energy and 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 uh fortitude to get up and to do it right Especially when doors are getting slammed in your face. That's very emotionally yeah. discouraging. And it, there's such a human temptation to just, yeah. all right, these guys, uh, yeah. you can't communicate, so I just give up. Do you, have any, <laughs> do you have any good, inspiring stories of people who you really saw you making a difference? So that oh, we can yeah. leave on a positive definitely. note? Um, definitely. I can think of so many friends that, or people that I was relatively friends with, and I just became so much closer um, because I really appreciated the way that they approached the issue. For example, there, there, there's this um, student in my class who, I mean, I knew her, but we weren't very, very close. Um, but I reached out to her and I said that if we talk about the referendum, that'd be great. Um, so we did. We sat down. Um, I explained what I thought. And then a co- after a couple of days, I reached out again and I was like, um, do you have any thoughts on what we talked about or have you reached any decision? And she said, um, well, just so you know, I, I researched um, all of these on my own. I talked to more people about this, and I have come to the conclusion to vote no. And that just that was just great because I, I wanted her. I wanted people to research on their own, and I wanted to see. I wanted them to see how many, how much information is out there. How incredibly complex it is to just educate yourself from from the internet. Like it's crazy how much information there is, and how. Things just how links say different opposing things at times. Like exactly that—that's the message that I was trying to give. It, it's complicated, and that was 
that was really beautiful to, for me to see how many students behaved that way, and they were um, the, the kind of students that I would hope Barnard has. Yes. Um, and immediately after um, we got the email saying um, the results, she reached out to me and she said, I saw the vote, uh, I saw the result, um, I wanted you to know that I'm here for you, and that I wanted Barnard to be, I want Barnard to be an inclusive home for everyone. Nice. Well, good for you. You guys are heroes. And at the end, at the end, I I am naive enough, at least, to believe that the good guys always win in the end. The truth wins. I do. When good people fight, the the good guys win. Even if it's a long slog. God willing. willing. Inshallah. Inshallah, I'll just say here in the Middle East. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you have class pretty soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank nice you. you. Thank you. And we'll send you the links and such. Perfect. Thank <laughs> you okay. so much. Sure. Um, thanks, Alan. Thank you, Mike. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Jerusalem U, the Israel Teachers Lounge podcast. Please feel free to subscribe through whichever service you use. Also, come join us on the Facebook page and ask us questions and keep up to date with what we're doing. We love feedback. Also, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes and review and rate us on iTunes or Stitcher. It would make a very big difference for us, and you would earn our eternal gratitude. Thanks so much. <laughs>